1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective,
0: 2020 on Vision. It is Tuesday, we like to check in on the headlines as they're appearing out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring those headlines overnight, bringing us the latest updates. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron let's start with one says uncertain of reliable support from the USA Israeli prime minister Naftali Bennett met with Russian president Vladimir Putin and Iran was the major topic what's discussed in this story
1: Yeah Bennett met for the first time with President Putin at the Black Sea resort of Sochi they discussed working together building closer ties and they discussed Iran Perhaps the most important message of these talks is the reiteration of the special relationship Russia has developed with Israel. The message was designed for the Biden administration, and the purpose was very simple. If Israel can't trust America to support its needs against Iran, then it's time for the Jewish state to search elsewhere. This can already be seen. Israel's growing closer to India and making overtures to Japan and Taiwan. For years, Putin has worked at trying to bring Israel into Russia's fold, and for years, Israel resisted. Despite the resistance, Prime Minister Netanyahu had always kept good personal relations with Putin. Now that Bibi's gone, Bennett is attempting to do even more. It appears Israel and its UAE partners are trying to pry Putin away from Iran and into an exchange with the two Middle East powers to move into Russia's orbit. The final comment here is ominous. The report says if this works, it will upend decades of geopolitical assumptions, thus leaving the US in the Middle East dust.
0: Well, on the face of it, that's a very serious development, no doubt, where Israel looks to, as uh, the report says, uh, change even the allied status of uh, those superpowers that might be their support. Hey, Ron, let's move on. After mending ties with Israel, Sweden charged the Palestinian Authority with corruption. How does this one look?
1: Yes, yeah, Sweden's foreign minister visited Israel this week in an effort to mend ties after years in which the two countries have been at odds over the conflict with the Palestinians. The two spoke by phone last month in the first call between their country's top diplomats in seven years. Sweden's social democratic-led government recognised Palestinian statehood in 2014, making it the first large European country to do so since the end of the Cold War. Margot Wallström, the country's former foreign minister, had made offensive statements against Israel, angering Israeli officials who refused to meet with her when she landed in the country in 2016. But relations have changed. This official visit marks a new beginning in the relationship between Israel and Sweden, Foreign Minister Anne Lynn stated on her arrival in Israel. We might might not always agree, but good friends disagree, she said at a press conference in Jerusalem. And I think it's really, really important that you know that Sweden is a friend of Israel. Mm. She told Radio Sweden, if we are to be able to fully support economic development, then we cannot have corruption at such a level as exists in Palestine. A bold statement since refuted by the Palestinian Authority.
0: And a development where Australia fits in here as well, Ron. An Australian Parliamentary Committee has listed Hamas as a terrorist organisation, a decision well received in Jerusalem.
1: Yeah, Israeli leaders have welcomed a report by the Australian Parliamentary Joint Committee on Intelligence and Security. They tabled a report recommending the government expand the list of Hamas-Is al-Din al-Qassam brigades to include the whole organisation of Hamas. It made a similar recommendation in regard to Hezbollah last June. Committee Chair Senator James Patterson said that it was clear from evidence received during this review that the whole organization of Hamas met the definition of a terrorist organization under the criminal code. Currently, the U.S., Canada and the EU list the whole organization of Hamas as a terrorist organization under their prospective prescription regimes, he said. So, interesting development and a great stand by the Australian government. A
0: 2,700-year-old biblical fortress in Jerusalem is undergoing restoration. What's this one about?
1: Yes, after many years of neglect, a 2,700-year-old Jerusalem fortress, dating back to the time of the biblical kings of Judah, is undergoing restoration the Israel Antiquities Authority have announced. Located in the modern-day French Hill neighbourhood, the approximately 18.5 by 13-metre citadel features an open courtyard and rooms on both sides. Built on the top of the hill at an altitude of 832 metres, it was discovered at the end of the 1960s. And uh, it appears in several parts of the Bible. Rehoboam dwelt in Jerusalem and built fortified towns in Judah. Reads a passage in the 11th chapter of 2 Chronicles, referring to King Solomon's son, who was believed to have ruled Judah in the 10th century BCE. He strengthened the fortified towns and put commanders in them, along with stores of food, oil, and wine, and shields and spears in every town. He strengthened them exceedingly. Thus, Judah and Benjamin were his. Jotun was 25 years old when he became king. He reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jerusha, daughter of Zadok, reads another passage in chapter 27. He built towns in the hill country of Judah, and in the woods he built fortresses and towers. Jotam is believed to have lived in the 8th century BCE. The fortress was built with large stones and employed impressive technology. The restoration work is being carried out by a team of conservators, with the participation of residents of the neighbourhood as part of a project to preserve and protect heritage sites by the Jerusalem and Heritage Ministry.
0: No doubt about it, archaeological discoveries are fascinating. And, Ron, another one where... A volunteer has unearthed a 2,000-year-old amethyst seal in Jerusalem. It depicted a rare balsam tree which had experts speaking about Genesis and the Egyptian queen Cleopatra. How does this one look?
1: Yeah, along the road that connected the Shiloh Pool in Jerusalem with the Temple Mount, volunteers retrieved this tiny artefact. Analysts have determined the iridescent stone probably features the first ever known depiction of a plant prominently mentioned in the Bible, as well as in late Jewish and historical sources. Known as the Balm of Gilead, the plant was used to produce perfumes, incense, and medicines. The elongated branch bearing five fruits engraved on the stone caught the expert's attention because it appeared to be something different from any other species ever found portrayed on seals from the time. In Genesis, when Jacob's sons sit for their meal after throwing their brother Joseph into a pit, they decide to sell him into slavery after seeing a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were bearing gum, balm, and lebanum to be taken to Egypt. Later in Exodus chapter 30, the species is included by God in the ingredients of the temple incense. The Lord said to Moses, They shall bring to you fragrant spices, sap of the balsam tree, onycha galbanum, and other fragrant spices with pure frankincense. Each of them shall be of the same weight and make of its incense a perfume of the art of the performer, mixed together pure and holy, The Balm of Gilead was also known to be a favourite perfume of Cleopatra.
0: It is fascinating stuff. Ron Ross, we always appreciate your scouring the headlines and bringing us this update each week. Thanks for being with us on 2020.
1: Thank you, Neil.